welcome everyone to the Apocalary Podcast. I'm Steve. He is Larry. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's all I can muster today. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and, we're we're saving all of our energy. We're saving it for the word. Yes. <laughs> nice. Nice. That's nice. <laughs> that does sound nice. Yeah. So, buddy, we're going to do uh, John twenty-one this week, right? Yes, and John twenty-one is um, is the afterthought of of the gospel writer. Remember, he finished the gospel, mm-hmm. and then he wrote another chapter. Kinda so, like, uh, kind of like I forgot a story. Oh, hang on, I, yeah. I forgot to tell you this. And oddly enough, the beginning of this chapter, you really wonder why he even bothers, and yet. And yet, it really touches me. So I might, uh, it, I might um, say why. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> or you might not, folks. That I is the, that's the kind of suspense that we want to leave you with here on this podcast. Actually, <laughs> yeah. Well, Lynn has me working on this book of, on Peter, and so I was reading that again for the book. That I'll never get finished. Right. By the way, I'm, I'm way no, way too lazy. Lynn, way he's going to get it done. Lynn, don't listen to him. He's going to get it done. It's fine. It's fine. It's yeah. fine. My friend gave me. My friends up here gave me a brand new computer to to work on this thing. And, and I, 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 I went back a week later and said, hey, or the next day, I guess it was, and said, I, I used the computer and started on my book. He said, what'd you do, the title? I said, yes. <laughs> yes that's, he said, did you try it in different font? And I hadn't even done that, but I said, yeah. <laughs> and I typed the word introduction. Come on. <laughs> Actually, all I typed was Peter. And I thought, yeah, that's good enough for today. <laughs> <laughs> and gave up. But Peter is in this chapter, and okay. that's why that's what made me think of it. But but start reading, um, and uh, maybe read all the way down. Oh, you could read all the way down to twelve, I think, or thirteen. Okay, hey, let's let it fly, everyone. Okay, yeah. John twenty-one, starting at verse one. Afterward, Jesus appeared again to his disciples by the Sea of Galilee. It happened this way: Simon Peter, Thomas. Nathaniel from Cana and Galilee, the sons of Zebedee, and two other disciples were together. Uh, I'm going out to fish, Simon Peter said to them. And they said, we'll go with you. So they went out and got into the boat. But that night they caught nothing. Early in the morning, Jesus stood on the shore. But the disciples did not realize it was Jesus. He called out to them, friends, haven't you any fish? No, they answered. He said, throw your net on the right side of the boat and you will find some. When they did, they were unable to haul the net in because of the large number of fish. Then the disciple whom Jesus loved said to Peter, It is the Lord. As soon as, he, as, soon as Simon Peter heard him say, It is the Lord, he wrapped his outer garment around him, for he'd taken it off, and jumped into the water. The other disciples followed in the boat because they were a little lazier than Peter was. <laughs> um, <clears throat> towing the net full of fish, for they were not far from shore, about a hundred yards. When they landed, they saw a fire of burning coals there with fish on it and some bread. Jesus said to them, Bring some of the fish you have caught. So Simon Peter climbed into the boat and dragged the net ashore. It was full of large fish, 153, but even with so many, the net was not torn. Jesus said to them, Come and have breakfast. None of the disciples dared to ask him, Who are you? They knew it was the Lord. Jesus came, took the bread, and gave it to them, and did the same with the fish. 
This was now the third time Jesus appeared to his disciples after he was raised from the dead. Weird little story, isn't it? It is. It, it really is. It's um, and now some people say that that Jesus was chastising them for going back to fishing because remember, this is this is of course after the resurrection, and and they decided to go back fishing that day, and spent the whole night and caught nothing, and then the next morning is is when they come across Jesus, and Jesus says, you know, cast your net into the other side. I I did this once. Um, in a school that I was teaching in, in Saskatchewan, and someone had brought fish from up north mm, mm. to the students. And halfway through this, they went, yeah, we can't do this anymore. And they went off and, and cooked the fish and we and ate, <laughs> ate the fish <laughs> while, while I was trying to teach on this thing. <laughs> but, um, but it, and it is kind of cool because, you know, you, you're having a shore lunch and you're having a shore lunch um, and Jesus is the one cooking your your your. Right. Uh, Short breakfast, I guess. Yep. And Jesus is the one cooking it. And of course, in the in the Jewish view of the Messiah, um, the Messiah would be the best at anything that the Messiah did. Mm-hmm. So if the Messiah was a basketball player, they would be the best basketball player in the world. Or, you know, and, and the Messiah is the one cooking this fish. So it's obviously going to be very good. And uh, the other thing, of course, is is this idea that he was chastising them for going back to fishing. You don't get that at all. Um, there's no chastisement here. He actually, um, you know, just says, cast your net to the other side. And when they do is when they catch this, this 153 great big fish right. yeah. that they bring back and that he cooks for them. But I could never figure out, like, what's the point of throwing this in? You know, you're not, you're not criticizing them. And, and it, it kind of, I wonder, Stephen, if really what Jesus was saying was, like, you know, go fishing if you want. But it's still going to be me. I am the provider. Right. You cast your net when I tell you to cast your net, and you're going to get 153 big fish. I like that. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Don't put your don't put your faith in your employment. Put your faith in the one who you serve, and mm-hmm. that's Jesus. Mm-hmm. So then, because then shortly after, he's going to talk to Peter about about serving him as the head of the church. Yeah. And really what he's done here is said, Peter, don't forget I'm the provider. Now you can go off and do stuff for me, knowing that your provision doesn't come from fishing. It comes from me. Yeah. I like that. Kind of reminding them of their calling, right? Hey. Yeah. 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 Because their calling was to minister. It it, it struck me um, very strongly because, because oftentimes when I pray for things, I really pray about the job I'm going to do or what God's going to do for me in that sense, rather than say, you know, God, what would you have me to do? And maybe I'll trust you and go and do it. Cause I don't do much of that. I, <laughs> you know, I, I would, I kind of like to have the thing put in place before I go to it. Right. Yeah. I, yep. I like to have the next job before I quit the one I have. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of the, the rule, right? Like I'm, I'm with you. Yeah. Yeah, well, there's something stupid uh, in in our in my mind about about leaving something before you have something, <laughs> you know, unless they fire you, and then then you pretty much have to leave. Yeah, which I've experienced <laughs> as well. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, there there there's that. So now we come to the second half of this uh, chapter, and this this is Jesus. Um, this is the I, the Do you love me piece that yep. everybody knows so well. Yeah. 
So picking it up at verse 15 then, folks. When they had finished eating, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? Yes, Lord, he said, you know that I love you. Jesus said, feed my lambs. And again, Jesus said, Simon, son of John, do you love me? He answered, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Jesus said, take care of my sheep. The third time he said to him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was hurt because Jesus asked him a third time, asked him the third time, do you love me? He said, Lord, you know all things and you know that I love you. Jesus said, feed my sheep. Okay, let's stop there just for a second, and then we'll do the rest of it, Steve. Yep. So, so this is the part that we all know so well. This is the, the three times saying, do you love me? And some people possibly rightfully say, he asked him, do you love me for every time that, that Peter denied him, you know, in the, in the days gone by. Yep. Yep. Um, and there, the other piece here um, is Jesus says, do you love me? And Peter says, I love you. And he says, feed my lambs. Now, now in the Greek, Jesus says, do you agape me? And Peter says, I fillet you, phileo. Peter, and, um, and then so some people say there's meaning to that and some say there's not. That he's just saying, do you love me? And he's saying, yes, I love you. I think there is meaning because he's saying, you know, do you love me with that self-sacrificing love? And Peter's saying, yeah, you're my friend. Mm. Right? Mm. And then he says, do you love me with self-sacrificing love? Yeah, you're my friend. And then the final time he says, well, then am I your friend? And he says, yes, you're my friend. And, um, and so... So the agape word for love is considered stronger than philo. Okay. And so, you know, is that the case or is Jesus just saying, do you love me? And Peter says, you know, I do. I love you. And he does it three times. So is it the three times that matter or do the words matter? I think the words do matter. Okay. Um, but the point is still the same. Peter, you know, do you love me more than these? Now, I don't know what he's pointing at either, Steve. I don't know if he's saying, do you love me more than this fishing thing that you're doing? You know, did he point at the fish? Do you love me more than these fish? Mm -hmm. Or did he point at the other disciples and say, do you love me more than these other disciples? Mm -hmm. Do you love, and do you love me more than these other? This is a, this is a, um, this is a very John thing to do. Right. John is the easiest Greek in the New Testament. He's very ambiguous. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one, of the, one of the problems with simple languages is, is it's not, it's not quite as clear. Yeah. So he might be saying, do you love me more than you love these other disciples? Or do you love me more than you love fishing? Or do you love me more than these guys love me? You know, so we don't know exactly how this is playing out. The thing that we know is he's saying, do you love me? Then then take care of this work that I've given you to do. Right. Feed my lambs, feed my sheep. You know, do you love me? The third time, um, feed my sheep. So feed my lambs, take care of my sheep, feed my sheep. Look after my, if you love me, do the thing that I've called you to do. So, so if for our, for our, you know, our mass of listeners here, if, if Jesus has called you to do something, he may still want you to do that thing that you've been putting off. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll say that just so everybody feels guilty because I don't <laughs> want to be the only, I don't want to be the only one. <clears throat> but it's really uh, true. It's really, really true. Right. Yeah, it really is. And then he, and then he goes on and we're in, uh, Verse 18, I think he, he carries on. Very, very truly, I tell you, when you were younger, you dressed yourself and you went where you wanted. But when you are old, you will stretch out your hands and someone else will dress you and lead you to where you do not want to go. Jesus said this to indicate the kind of death by which Peter would glorify God. 
And then he said to Oh, see, I thought it was about marriage. You know, you're going to get married and someone else is going to tell you what you have to wear for the rest of your life. (laughs) That's also true. That's also true, but this is slightly different. Yeah. Um, And he said to him, follow me. Peter turned and saw that the disciple whom Jesus loved was following them. The one who leaned back. This is the one who leaned back against Jesus at, at the supper and said, Lord, who is going to betray you? When Peter saw him, he asked, Lord, what about him? And Jesus answered, If I want him to remain alive until I return, what is that to you? You must we'll follow stop me. There, bro. We'll, we'll do that last little bit afterwards. Yep. So, so, so Peter Peter goes off with Jesus, and John's John's following when he when he does this thing with with Peter. And then after he says, "Follow me," he actually says to him. Um, when you were young, you you dressed yourself, but when you get old, someone else is going to dress you, and the, and it says he he told Peter with the kind of death that he would that he would suffer, and the story about Peter, um, there's a story they call it quo vadis, uh, which way, what way, hmm. and and the idea is uh, during Nero's reign, was it Nero? Um, Peter's leaving. He died in sixty two, so. It's around Nero's time, and Peter's leaving the city of Rome, and he meets a man outside the city <clears throat> who says, "Where are you going?" Covatus, and Peter says, "I'm leaving." And it like it's getting bad. It's bad for Christians here, and I'm leaving. And in the story, the person says, "No," and Peter goes back in. They arrest him. Now, this part is is quite possibly true. We don't really know the 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 death of all the disciples and, and many of the martyrs. But there are there are stories about them, and Peter it said uh, was taken, and they they crucified Peter. And he said, I, in the story, he says I don't want to be crucified the way my Lord was crucified, so they crucified him upside down. That's how the story goes. Mm. Now that would actually be uh, kinder than crucifying him right side up because you would die much faster. Right. But that's not the point. The point is Peter saying, you know. Um, you know, I don't want to die the way you, the way Jesus died. So they crucified him upside down. Yeah. And, and then he turns and he sees John and John always calls himself the disciple that Jesus loved. And we don't, we don't know if that's, if that's being humble or if that's being arrogant, we don't know. <laughs> is he humble by not using his name or is he being arrogant by saying, I'm the one that Jesus loved. Um, but what Jesus, but what Jesus says is Peter says, well, what about him? And he says, "What? well, so what if he lives till I return? What's that to you? And, and he says, then people got this idea that John wasn't going to die. And John says, Jesus didn't say that. Yeah. Jesus said to Peter, if I want him to live till I return, what is that to you? You have to follow me. And, and I really do like this because Jesus doesn't treat us all the same. Our lives are not all the same. Mm-hmm. And when we look at other Christians and say, what about them? then Jesus could say to us what he said to Peter. It's none of your business what I do with them. You're supposed to follow me in the way that I have called you to follow me. And that's good because, you know, we can't get jealous of each other. You know, know, like how come some of us are so much more wealthy than others and some of us live so much easier lives. You know, some of us have jobs and others of us are struggling. And, uh, And he says... But you're not to be. You're not to be. You're not following them. You're following me. Do what I tell you to do. Right. And that's what he said to Pete. Yeah. I call him Pete. We're 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 pretty close. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
<laughs> Verse 22. <laughs> I'll pick it up right there and we'll keep going. <laughs> Jesus answered, if I want him to remain alive until I return, what is that to you? You must follow me. Because of this, the rumor spread among the believers that this disciple would not die. But Jesus did not say that he would not die. He only said, if I want him to remain alive until I return, what is that to you? This is the disciple who testifies to these things and who wrote them down. We know that his testimony is true. Jesus did many other things as well. And if every one of them were written down, I suppose that even the whole world would not have room for the books that would have been written. So he finishes this last chapter the exact same way he finished the chapter before. That's why it seems like a weird afterthought. And yet he, there's so many beautiful and important things in this chapter. Yeah. I'm kind of glad he threw it in. And then he said, the world couldn't hold the books if we said all the stuff that we mm -hmm. could say about Jesus. Yeah. And that's that's a lovely way to, to end your gospel. Yeah. And I, for me, it's just a really important message about following Jesus and about trusting him for your provision. Yep. Which maybe with the world we're entering in right now might become quite important. Yes. Yep. Yep. Buddy, that was fantastic. Thank you for that. Folks, what a good reminder that we have, that we have a God that cares for us, but also has something for you, not in comparison to somebody else, but something for you that he wants you to do. Um, sometimes I wish I would get somebody else's calling, <laughs> but that's not good enough. I really need to actually just obey the calling that he's got for me. Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back in a week's time. We're not going to even unveil what we're going to do next week. It'll just be fun and a surprise. Um, right. I thought we were doing Mark, but <laughs> what <laughs> you just gave it away. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, no, 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 no. Cause we may do something different. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. We're not doing Mark, but if you can see, I'm winking right now anyway. <clears throat> uh, but thanks so much for listening. We'll be back in a week's time until then. I was Steve. He was Larry. And this was the apocalypse.